Hey, fellow warriors. Welcome to the Azar Mindset Podcast with your host, Altamese Nicole. She's an award-winning founder to the Azar Agency, a philanthropist, mother, daughter, and friend. Here with the Azar Mindset Podcast, we cultivate a safe space and community to be inspired by women worldwide that strive to be the best version of themselves boldly, softly, and unapologetically. And Azar is a warrior created to help. So let's begin to help one another in family, fun, faith, life, and love. Hello, and thank you everyone for joining the new episode of the Azar Mindset Podcast with your host, Altamese Nicole. I am a mother, a daughter, a friend, a business owner, a philanthropist, all of the things, and I am so, so very glad to have you here today with my amazing special guest, my cousin, my sister friend, my confidant, my little goofy (laughs) tag along. Y'all, I would love to introduce to you my cousin Nadine. Hey, girl. Hello, hello. (laughs) So, um, today's conversation with Nadine is going to be about submitting to destiny. And um, submission has gotten a very interesting rap. Um, among women and within society where people don't see it as a positive thing. Um, And, you know, it's a lot of controversy around submission and what that really is and what it means. And, you know, Nadine comes from a journey and a place of like just living that out. And, you know, I'm super glad to have you here with me today. So, for you, um, tell me about your journey. Like, who are you and um, how would you describe your journey right now? Hmm. The space that I'm in right now, I would say letting go of the fear of the unknown. Mm. But who I am at core is naturally a humanitarian. I'm a Mm. giver. Um, I enjoy feeding the homeless, clothing women, and um, battered children at the shelters. I've been doing so since 2015. Um, Mm. An internationally published author, a mom, an ex-wife. And the journey is not parallel to anyone else's. It's my journey. Mm. And it's beautiful within itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, We've known each other for a very, very long time. So, through that time and through those seasons of life, how would you say submission has shown up in your life? How, How have you experienced submission and what does that mean to you so submission lately has gotten a bad rep mm-hmm. um, it has beaten up the <laughs> women in society um, to me submission has shown up through my marriage with my ex-husband um, by 
being agreeable with him, mm-hmm. you know, even when I didn't necessarily agree. Mm. It's supporting him through his his way of leadership. Right. How he sees the dynamic going. Um, and it's trusting God in the midst of it. Because submission does not require you to know the end result. Mm-hmm. It just requires that you trust the process. Right. And so I've had to submit to my destiny for what God has for me. I've had to submit to the growing pains of motherhood Mm -hmm. Um, and just stepping out on faith all the way around. Submission means really just resting in the unknown, but trusting the process in the midst of it while still residing in your feminine energy. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, um, I used to love the concept of the art of submission because I personally believe that the person who is submissive actually has most of the quote-unquote power um, because through the art of submission, through that, um, you gain influence. You gain the ear of the person who you're submitting to. Um, But then that leads me to the next point where I believe that submission is not silent. So when, you know, you submit, you know, one of the things that I learned um, through my uh, first marriage is that, you know, I, I thought at the time that I needed to, you know, a part of submission is just saying, okay, babe, whatever you wanna do versus if I see this man about to go into a brick wall with this idea, I need to say, hey, you know, here are my thoughts. Here are my two cents. Let's discuss, see how you feel about it, and go from there. And I didn't do that. I would often assume submission was silent. And for me... It's the opposite mm. because I would voice my opinion. Clearly, mm-hmm. you know who I am. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I'm going to say how I feel. <laughs> and at, there were times where he he would hear me out, but he'd make the final decision. True right. submission means, okay, I'm going to voice how I feel. As the head of this household and the leader of this family, it is your responsibility to make that final decision. I'm not going to be combative with you if you don't go my way if I say let's go left and you go right I'm gonna say hey I think we should go left because of da 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 mm. and he goes right I'm still I'm still in the passenger seat I'm gonna right. let you drive right because I'm gonna still trust the process I'm mm-hmm. not in control of the end result you know and a lot of times submission gets a bad rep because most people don't realize submission goes both ways. The man submits to the woman as well. And ultimately, when a man is courting us, he's submitting to what we want and what we desire in order to even gain our attention and gain traction with us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I feel like um, in submission, you're absolutely right. It does go both ways. Um but the, the meaning, the biblical meaning of submission is to be under 
the mission. So that right there within itself lets you know that the person who you're submitting to has to have a mission. Like they have to have a vision. Because what are we submitting to if, if you don't have a vision of anything? Like what are we doing? Where are you taking me, sir? What, where are we going? You know what I'm saying? Like we have to have some type of direction that is not just in your head, but that you can clearly communicate to me to state, hey, this is where we're going. And this is the direction we're headed and then I can say, okay, perfect, let's go there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or express my concerns when I see potential signs of um, that could p- create some type of uh, adversity or um, just some difficulty that we could avoid if, if the person was open to hearing like, hey, watch out for this landmine mm-hmm. that's two blocks down the road. Or, hey, watch out for this distraction. Or, hey, she looking at you funny. I think she like you. You know what I'm saying? Like, because we pick up on things that they don't pick Mm -hmm. up on. That's true. So, it's very important for us to, like, be able to have that place to voice it and express it. And, you know, and I think, too, like, with, with submission, there is also... A level of trust and surrenderance because mm-hmm. it's like I, you touched on it a little bit about like releasing some control mm-hmm. of the situation mm-hmm. which goes into an act of surrenderance mm-hmm. to say okay you know what I'm just gonna trust this yeah. I'm gonna trust you and we're gonna go from there and I honestly if I'm all the way honest with y'all, I I don't trust in people. Right. <laughs> I was going to follow up on that. I, I do not. Tr- now, listen, listen to me clearly. I do not trust in people. Mm-hmm. I trust people to be people. Mm-hmm. Which means they can let us down they can exceed expectations they can be consistent or not and because of that i don't trust in them i trust in god only person i trust in so because of that even if the person i'm submitted to is like they just don't got it together like they just for whatever reason for whatever reason, you know, I'm in a, a marriage and it's not connect, you know, it's not going well or he's not doing what he's supposed to do. Or even we talking about relationships only, but submission also is in an, in an employer employee relationship where your employer is saying, hey, this is the direction of the campaign. This is where we're going. And you don't necessarily agree with that direction. Mm-hmm. That's still submission to say, you know what? I don't agree with this, but let's move forward. And you make your contribution accordingly. And you make your contribution. Exactly. You make your contribution accordingly. That's still submission. Right? But you surrender to the fact that if this goes off the rails, I'm covered. Mm -hmm. And I will never forget there was um, um, a sermon um, from um, the church we used to attend in Atlanta. And the the wife 
said something about the fact that as women, we get two coverings. Because we, before marriage, were covered by God. He's in that that headship. That Mm -hmm. is who we surrender Mm -hmm. to. That is who we submit to. Once we get married, we then have our husband who we submit to. But God didn't go away. Mm -hmm. So if the husband fails and he doesn't meet his expectation... We, we have a backup mm-hmm. that's right there <laughs> that will make sure we don't fall mm-hmm. even if that other person didn't do what they're supposed to do. And in knowing that, that's why I trust in God. Like, I, that's why I go that approach with submission and that process and that journey. And I would love to know, like, from your perspective... How, how did you adjust to being, you know, an independent, beautiful young woman to saying, okay, I'm submitting in this, in this marriage to, okay, I'm not married anymore, but I'm submitted to you, God, in wherever you're taking me in life. How did you... How were those transitions for you? How did you get through? How did you adjust to them? So I'll start from being single to going to the marriage. Yeah. I learned, just like you said, trusting God before I trust man. Mm-hmm. And I knew that as long as I did my part, I can't concern myself with him doing his part. I got to focus on what God needs me to do. Right. And I always like... To share with other women, especially women who are married, because I've been there, done that, that love is not a feeling. Love is an action on your worst days. Mm -hmm. So for me, on days that me and my husband were not getting along, that love was consistent. That submission was consistent. He never had to make his plate or do house chores because that was our agreement. We had a a very, very traditional marriage, very old school Um, But I stood on that. Mm. And when I would voice how I feel, such as wanting to move, he make the final decision and say, we're not moving. I wasn't combative about that. Right. I honored him as my husband because he has to answer to God for that decision. Right. And it's trusting the process. Because if this family falls, you're first, buddy. You got to answer to God for that. Because... I brought my concerns to you. Like you said, women can see things differently and, and from a different perspective. And it's up to the man to value that woman's input and take that into account for his decision. Right. Um, and so, you know, I see things differently now with needing to be equally yoked with the man, a man who values my opinion, a man who submits to God first, um, you know, and who, who follows God. So that I can trust following him. Yes. Oh. And then transitioning to mm. being a single That's woman. That's good. I had to learn to trust the process of my healing. I had to learn to trust the process of my calling. And though I don't know the end result, I know what God put in me. Mm. And so I had no choice. 
but to submit to his will mm-hmm. and to align myself. I, I got so deep in it that I stopped asking for what I wanted. I started saying, Lord, let your will be done. What do you want for me? Reveal to me what you want for me because right. I want what you want. Because I can pray all day for a million dollars and he give it to me and then I blow it and I don't know what to do with it. Right. But if I ask God for the wisdom on what to do with a million dollars or or for the network of a million dollars and he gives that to me, I can turn that into a billion dollars. And I and I because I've asked for the wisdom on mm-hmm. what to do with that. And when God gives you a calling or a destiny and assigns you something, He's not checking your bank account. He's right. not checking your bandwidth. He's not checking your schedule, your planner, or your calendar. He's not checking your emails. <laughs> so you submit to His will and know that God's will is always better than your will. Mm-hmm. And once you learn to submit to that, you release yourself from the fight and 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 the need for control of everything. Because we, I'm human. We all human. Everybody wants a little bit of control, mm-hmm. and everybody got their oh, two yeah. cents that they oh, bring yeah. to the table. Yeah. When you can come to the table and say, "I want what God has for me," whatever that looks like, however that journey is, I submitted to the fact of. You know my story with how my marriage went and how it ended. Um, Submitting to the fact of that situation had to go that way. Right. And it's not for me to put my hand in it and change it. Yeah. So I have to trust God's plan. God's way. Because it's something that everybody involved needed to see. Yeah. So it's it's, it's a process. It's a journey. But once you release the need for control, it's a smoother ride for everybody involved, yeah. including yourself. Yeah. And I would say, like, I am not, I'm probably not the easiest to submit. And I would say, and, and that was like, I've, I've learned over time that because God is all-knowing, all-powerful, omnipresent omniscient all of the things he knows way more than i do mm-hmm. so when i trust him he has yet to fit like mm-hmm. he always come through and because of that it makes it easier to submit to it but in full transparency like there there are still moments where i try and find my own way mm-hmm. only to come back and circle back mm-hmm. And be like, wait, okay, God, what you what what are you doing? What do you want from me in this moment? Mm-hmm. Should I just be still? Do you need me to move? Mm-hmm. How how do you need me to move? But before I get there, before I get to that place, I, I ask a few human people first. Mm-hmm. I may, you know, be in my feelings and trying to figure it out myself, rather than. My initial response and go to is God. I trust you. We're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna rock this out. Mm-hmm. You know. And in some areas of life, it's easier than others. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like in some areas, it's e- easier. But in full transparency, like I'm not, I'm not the quickest to submit to it. It takes me time to even identify that this is a situation, which all situations apply, but. It will take me a moment for my brain to be like, what 
What does God want you to do right now? Because you done checked with your friends. Hmm. You done checked with, you know, your own overthinking, over-processing, over-editing in your mind, going through the scenarios over and over. You have already exhausted all possibilities. Why is God the last resort? Can, did you check with him? So I have to, like for me, it's, it takes a bit of time. It takes a bit I've of time. I've learned to change my language um, and being honest. God know you scared. Yeah. He know you fearful. I don't like when people say fear and faith can't reside in the same home when that's not true. That is not true. And so you can have fear, but your faith will supersede that fear as long as you put one foot in front of the other every day and you make a conscious effort to say, hey, I'm going to move forward no mm -hmm. matter what. So for me, I remember years mm -hmm. and years ago, you said something. We were having a conversation and you said, Nady, when you say that, but it negates everything you said prior to that. And I took that wholeheartedly. This is my first time actually telling you this. Yeah. I took that in and I, and I started to change my wording mm -hmm. so although when i give it to god although i'm saying god i'm scared but i trust you mm -hmm. i might start off mm -hmm. with with my true feelings but i'm gonna end it with what i know it to be yes and how i know it's gonna work out yes god i don't know how this is gonna end for me but i, I know you're gonna you. work this out mm -hmm. i trust you Mm -hmm. But God, end it on a positive note because when you trick your mind to to think and believe in a positive way, the universe does not know what you want and what you don't want. That's right. So give it everything you got and give it everything you actually want to receive. And that's where true submission to the destiny and the process and the journey, even healing. You don't know on the other side of healing how you're going to come out. But you trust mm -hmm. that process. Mm -hmm. You submit to that process as ugly as it is. And there's one thing that you mentioned that I, I want to clarify too. Where when you mentioned the universe, it doesn't tell the difference between what you want and what you don't want. The word of God says, ask and it shall be mm -hmm. given. Right? Yeah. We ask for things and contradict those things at the same time. So we'll say... God, I want this I want this successful job. But our minds and our words say we doubt that we can even get that successful job. I got one better for you. Let's reel it into relationships, right? Mm-hmm. So and I've mentioned this to multiple men before, having the conversation about women and men. I said a lot of times women are not accountable for their standards. So they, they desire and want something that they don't offer. Neither do they say they want something, mm -hmm. right? And then don't work on themselves to become what that something mm. needs. So say, and I'll, and I'll put it in perspective for you. I want a healthy, wealthy, fit man. But I'm out of shape. I don't work out. I don't watch what I eat. I don't take care of my hygiene, my health. My, I don't have a skin routine. I just, I don't take care of myself. I don't work out. How you gonna, how can you desire a man like of that caliber and you're not working on yourself to become who that man is going to need you to be? 
we we want things but we don't prepare ourselves properly to have and acquire and be what that situation would need that's right. like me saying i want to be a lawyer but i'm not willing to go through law school to get it i just hope that it falls in my lap right what is it going to take out of me to become that and attain that goal right and we we attract what we project mm -hmm. so whatever you project even if you're saying oh i want a man that's healthy wealthy and fit but you're not projecting that out yourself mm -hmm. what you're going to attract is not that person, that man, who is healthy, wealthy, and fit. You can't. You can't. Nope. Not at all. You can't. Because a lot of times people say money attracts money. Well, it's the same thing in any aspect. Whole, healthy, happy people attract other whole, healthy, happy, happy people. people. Because yeah. imagine linking with somebody who's miserable. They wouldn't be able no. to tolerate mm -hmm. your energy. and That happy individual be would quick to be like, you know what, I'm out. Let you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I always like to, I want women to be accountable for their actions, their standards, um, you know, and while you can ask God for this specific man, how about you start asking God, who do you need to become for that man? What changes do you have to make to, to have that type of man? Because it starts with you. Mm-hmm. It starts with with you. How can you how can you even attract that if you're not who he needs you to be? Mm -hmm. Or who you need to be for yourself? Mm -hmm. Because you can't ask for something from someone else that you don't give yourself. Mm -hmm. Again, goes back to the healthy, wealthy, and fit. Yes. You asking for something that you don't offer. Yes. Yes. Have you ever experienced a situation? where um there was a misalignment um in a relationship uh where the uh, somehow someone came into your presence and yet they just didn't the frequency didn't align mm -hmm. and if so like how did you how do you handle those situations where let's use the happy whole person and then you come across someone who is the exact opposite, yet they see your light. They see your light mm -hmm. and they're attracted to your light mm -hmm. because who wouldn't be? Mm -hmm. In those situations, how do, you, how do you handle them? How do you navigate that? Well, I'll start by telling you how I handled it in the beginning initially. They would see my light. And as soon as they come, I cut the light off. What? Yeah. That's the best analogy I can give because though I was asking for a, a successful, handsome, fit man, when I get them, because I attract them, I didn't feel worthy or deserving of it mm. because of what I had okay. been through. Okay. And so the frequency and the alignment, right person, wrong timing. Because yeah. once I get it, I'm, yeah. I'm turning the light off. Because I didn't feel deserving enough to shine bright next to you, knowing that I had work to do. That's mm -hmm. how I discovered you can ask for something, but what are you going to do to get it? How bad do you want it? Yeah. Eric Thomas always say, until you want it as bad as you, you want to breathe. breathe. Yep. That's when you'll get it. Yeah. And so I had to look within myself and say, yes, I can attract men of status. 
But what does that man need from me in order for me to be happy and for him to be happy? You know, and so I didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel deserving. So I had to start doing the inner work on myself mm -hmm. to where it started to show on the outside. Now people look at me and they know like, oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's feeling worthy. It's having affirmations, affirming myself. You know, I affirm my son. I'm going to tell him who he is before the world gets to tell him who he's not. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I had to reaffirm and reevaluate who I am and know that I'm worthy of all that I've asked for. Mm -hmm. But also, I'm worthy of healing and the process and the journey. And those men don't necessarily wait around for that. And I don't blame them. I wouldn't have asked that from them. Yeah. I just know that when it's my time, I'll be ready. People are constantly talking about this healing process and healing journey. And it sounds, it sounds nice. How was that healing process for you? Ugly and gruesome. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like mm -hmm. a... Um, speak on it a stabbing wound that you never know if somebody's gonna pull the the scab back and it opens back up mm. um there are parts of the journey that i am freely willing to speak about there are parts of it that i have yet to have a conversation with myself about mm. um it's a journey it's not a destination yes and that's okay mm. that's okay because i i do believe that as long as we are living this human experience, we will constantly evolve mm -hmm. and always have a healing journey mm -hmm. to accompany. Because there's never going to be a point where we have mastered all things and we have somehow, you know, healed from all things and we're okay. No, because even if you heal from something, there's going to be something else that's going to happen mm -hmm. that could hurt you. Mm -hmm. That would then require healing. So for me, because I've been through an abusive relationship, when I began to attract the type of men that I wanted, I didn't feel worthy because of my trauma. Mm. So I had to look with deep within and face that, put that mirror to myself and say, hey, that's not okay. Mm -hmm. Because... What you've been through does not define you. Right. How you react to it and grow from it defines you. Right. If you can bounce back from that, you're better than ever. Yeah. You know, and I had to start surrounding myself with people who understood reciprocity, who understood that my love languages are going to change, that these seasons are going to change. And... If you can stick it out with me in and out of season, in and out of season, whatever that looks like for this dynamic, that plays a part in your healing process. You have to have a good set of solid people around you, right? Yeah. And I, do. I know for me, dealing with suicide attempts, dealing with the abuse, mm -hmm. um, I had to surround myself with people who had more than what I had because hmm. if you're the smartest person in the room you're in the wrong, you're in room. The wrong room so I had right. to get myself a mentor and a coach hmm. who I will forever be indebted to her because 
on my darkest days, she gave me the tools and the resources and the knowledge on how to pick myself up mm. out of anything. I can never be in a rut again because I know how to get myself out without having to pick up the phone and call anybody. Right. But it's it's vital to have that solid team of people who can pour into you. Because you can't pour from an empty cup. That's why reciprocity is important. You know, people have this saying, you should give without expecting anything in return. Well, you pay your tithes at church and you expect God to bless you. You go to work and you expect to get a paycheck. So don't tell me that you do things and you don't have a level of expectancy. You should expect something. Don't do something for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. me feeding the homeless and clothing battered women and children. Yes, those people could never repay me. But the joy that I get from that, that's not for nothing. The lesson that I'm able to mm -hmm. show and teach my son through my example, I don't sit around and talk about it. I take him with me so he can see what I'm doing. It lets him know and puts things in perspective that things can always be worse. And you have to have a heart of gratitude mm -hmm. at all times. At all mm -hmm. times. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, too, that you touched on, like, the importance of the people around you. Mm -hmm. I think this, you know, it's important for us as we go through this journey um, of submitting to our, our destiny or the relationships we are in or God or whomever, making sure the people who are in our circles are the right people. Mm-hmm. That they have our best interests at heart. That they align with where we're going. That they're not a part of trauma bonding. Or seasons that have just ended. Mm -hmm. You know? And I think it's important for us to just assess those relationships. All relationships. And see if, if you know, if they're still um, beneficial and valuable. And connected to the process and the direction where we're going who you said a mouthful we can pass the collection plus <laughs> at that point because a lot of times people don't realize they trauma bonding mm -hmm. a lot of times what i've learned before Girl. connecting with people are you tied to my destiny and who i'm becoming how can you how are you going to or how can you impact that and if you can't add to it it's i do what math do real easy one plus one is two one plus zero is that same one that you added and had and zero plus zero is zero. Anything you multiply by zero is zero. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, it's simple math. And if you're not adding, you're clearly subtracting. So some people are going to come into your life only to take. It's up to you to, to set a boundary for what they're allowed to take from you. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Because you're right. Some people... They're assigned to take, not in a bad way, mm -hmm. but that's kind of like a mentor-mentee mm -hmm. relationship. Yep. So if you have a mentee, that mentee is not giving you something mm -hmm. back. Sometimes they do, right? But the reality is they're looking to get something from you, mm -hmm. whether it be your time, whether it be your expertise, your insight. Yep. But they would most likely be the taker. Yep. 
And that's where like you you create the boundaries. You set the expectations. You say, hey, this is what I need right now. Mm -hmm. This is what I want you to show up with. Don't come to my meetings unprepared. Mm -hmm. Have some questions ready. You know what I mean? Like that that is essential. So it's important to just assess and figure out like who's who's in my closest circle. And when you make that assessment, understand it goes back to the tree analogy. You got your roots, you got your branches, and you got your leaves. Mm. Those are not conversations for the leaves because leaves are seasonal. They're going to fall off as soon as the weather change. Your branches going to stick around for a little while. Your roots will always be there. Yep. Those are conversations for the roots because the leaves are there just for a season. Whatever that reason of that season is, you some things go without being said. How do you know whether a person is a root, a branch, or a leaf? If they can if they have or can or have the ability to stick it out in and out of season, in and out of season, that's your roots. Someone who you may have trauma bonded with because y'all grew up together. Y'all know the same people. Y'all been friends since y'all was teenagers. They, they stick around. They hang around for a little while. Those are your branches. Because the minute you elevate and go a little bit higher, eventually they fall off. Hmm. Your leaves are the people who sometimes are just there for a good time. Sometimes these are just people that you meet at a new job that you just started that you might not even be there six months from now. And we all have those type of people that you meet at a job and your work friends. You cool yeah. as long as you at work. The minute you leave that job, see how long and strong that relationship is. Those mm -hmm. are your leads. But the people who have lasted in and out of season, in and out of season, through the test of time, through, through any and everything, and have you've taken the time to create that safe space those are your roots mm -hmm. you'll know based on the 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 durability of the relationship and if you have a safe space to be authentically you in that relationship which means they're going to accept you in and out of season whatever that looks like your elevation is not intimidating to those people because they're trying to elevate too mm -hmm. whereas the branch is just sticking around just to see what's going to happen and eventually they got to fall the roots gonna always be there. Mm, that's good. That is really good. And you know, um, there may be a woman listening who is literally in the process of fighting, just submitting to the will of God and submitting to things turning out in a way that she may have unexpected. She didn't plan for. She thought her marriage would last forever. Found herself in a situation where it's not the case. And she's currently facing the dilemma of trying to submit to where her life is taking her. What would you share with her? What would you tell her? I would tell her to keep her head up high. Strengthen her relationship with her creator. And commit to putting one foot 
in front of the other every single day, whatever that looks like for you. My heart breaks for women who suffer through suicide, suicidal thoughts. It breaks for women who deal with abuse. My heart breaks for rape victims, male or female. And for the person who feels like they don't have a voice. It starts within and your desire to fight through what you're going through. Because what you're going through right now is a mental state. Mm. Because so a man thinketh, so he shall become. If you can master your mind, you can master your life. Mm. And if I can say it in short form, right thought is mastery. Master your thoughts. Calmness is peace. Peace be still. Kindness is power. Everything always works out for you. And if you can make an effort and a dedication every day to just get up and put one foot in front of the other, God will do the rest. You take one step, I guarantee you he will take two. You don't have to know the end result. You don't have to have your hand in it. You just have to trust that God won't let you fall. And as soon as you know that, watch how everything turns around for you. Don't give up. Because one thing I teach my son is they can't beat you if you don't quit. Mm. You miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. And if you give up now, you'll never win. You'll never see the other side. You're a winner. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Is there anything else you would like to share? No. No. Just keep your head up. Push through. And I want to publicly give you your flowers because I have personally seen your journey and how you have evolved and how you have grown so very much. Thank you. And it's so beautiful to see. And I know there have been times where as I witness it, and I'm saying it's beautiful, you living it may not feel beautiful. That growing process, that pruning process, it hurts. But I am so very proud of you for pushing through and going through that process. And just seeing where you are right now is just, it's phenomenal. So I just want to tell you today that I am so very, very proud of the woman that you are. Not that who you are becoming. You are, you are that woman now. And I just, I'm so very proud of you. Thank you. And, you know, you are a powerhouse that will take this world by storm. Yeah. And if there's someone listening 
and they want to reach out to you or they want to say thank you how can they connect with you um you can look me up on instagram my instagram page is destiny underscore the novel d-e-s-t-i-n-y underscore t-h-e-n-o-v-e-l awesome 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 well thank you so much for joining me today nadine it has been such a pleasure you're welcome oh i love you (laughs) and you guys thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the azar mindset podcast as always continue to strive to be the best version of yourself love yourself unapologetically fearlessly and with all of your minds and i'll see you on the next episode bye we hope you enjoyed this podcast episode of the azar mindset podcast be sure to subscribe to stay connected and in the know of all upcoming inspiring conversations with Altamese nicole and inspiring women from all around the world until next time stay soft and fearless queen